Another day in real estate with Mitty Matthews from the Arbor Move team, and as always, our very own Clayton Kendrick from Academy Mortgage. We are your realtors, we're your mortgage pros, your teachers and guides on this home buying journey. Welcome to the podcast where we help you fall in love with the process of buying or selling a home. Always bringing you helpful information along with some fun and interesting stories from the real estate world. Remember to subscribe to our channel for your weekly bite of real estate. There's our intro right there, folks. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is, are you ready to buy a house? It's different in this market. It's been a minute since we uh, did our last podcast, but let's talk about this market a little bit. Let's get you prepared if you haven't done anything towards getting ready for the process, or if if you've been through it before and you just want a sort of a little recap or you want to hear what's happening in the market right now. Um, All of that is great. Glad to have you with us. Uh, are you ready to buy a house? Let's just go. I'm just going to hit this for a second on the what it takes to be ready to buy a house. Uh, mortgage ready wise, just for those listeners who don't know already what it's going to take. Financially ready means you have to have probably 5% down. I think you can go as, long as, three, as low as 3.5. You definitely don't have to have 20% down, but that is going to... Uh, going to cause your mortgage to have a mortgage insurance, which you're the one that's going to have to pay for that. So 20% down means you don't have the PMI, which is the mortgage insurance um, to pay for part of that, the duration of the loan. So how much can you afford? These are just a few quick things to think about your debt to income ratio. Um, The Federal Housing Administration has a 43%. I know that your lenders are going to want to see less than that, but that is probably a good number to go for. Uh, 40%, 40% of your income should go to your mortgage. And that includes, remember, your taxes need to be rolled into that and your insurance, your homeowner's insurance, things of that nature. Um, you're going to want to have that in there. So let's just quickly say if you are making 4000 gross income a month, that's uh, $4,000 gross income by 0.43, which is 43%, it's $1,720. That's $1,720 could be the maximum amount of money that you would be able to lend um, and put towards your mortgage payment to keep you in sort of a safe zone. They don't want you to default on your mortgage. They don't want to buy a house. That's not what they're in the game for. They want you to stay with it and see out the mortgage. That's where they make their money. Um... So let's just uh, tell you what your lenders will be looking for really quickly. Uh, Your lenders are looking for a solid credit score. That is a 620 or above. 620 is not that solid. The higher you go on your credit score, the better they can get you in um, mortgage rates, percentages. Um, That has a lot to do with what your percentage is going to be on your mortgage. A lot of people are saying, hey, you know, my buddy over here got a 4.25 on his mortgage. How come mine's looking like a 5.5? Well, I think that should tell you something about perhaps your credit score, um, uh, your history, and and your, your risk. Your risk to the lender, that's what they're looking for. And higher risk means uh, higher percentage you're going to be paying. Um, So you want a DTI ratio lower than 50%. Your positive bank account balance, um, 
you know, with, with three months of mortgage payment solidly in there, plus your down payment. That's what they need to see, folks. They need to see down payment amount and three months of mortgage to feel secure about just the money that you have sitting around. And you've got to be able to prove your income. So when your mortgage broker asks you for a few things, it's really just a few things. He wants to see some uh, some income, proof of income, which would be pay stubs. He wants to see your W-2 forms, your uh, what, you, what you claimed for uh, taxes, Um, those are going to give him the amount of money he can lend you on. That's kind of real basic. You know what you can prove that you own an an O or O also what you owe, of course, what you owe for car payments and things like that is going to depreciate what they can lend on. Um, so if you get your car paid out, right, that's, that's even better. Um, so the down payments are the things that sometimes scare people away from getting a getting a house right away. Um, you can really get your house down low payment down to like 3.5%. Uh, that doesn't seem like a lot until you're looking at, you know, $300,000 house. 3% is still nine and a half, 12, 10 and a half. Um, not, that's not a ton of money, but you have to consider that there's other things, other um, things that are going to need to be paid for. Uh, your, your title insurance, your, there are fees through your lender, um, you can ask for all these things up front. You know, what does that look like? Um, be a smart consumer. The same way you'd go buy a TV, you know, make sure you know everything before you make the purchase, before you're really going to the table, before you're looking at houses, before you know everything, you know, uh, and that includes like when it comes to the buying of the house, we'll talk about this, um, neighborhoods and areas you might want to live in. You can now is not the time to be very picky. It's time to really open up your your window of what, what might be great and allowable. Um, you can't stick to that, uh, that ideal you had when you were very young, unless you, you know, unless your budget looks like a 1.5 million, um, you might have to start thinking a little outside the box. Um, so anyway, there's different types of loans. You can research that there's an FHA, a, a conventional, um, I highly recommend getting a conventional loan if you can. There are loans look different to the seller. Let's keep that in mind. If you are up against somebody with a conventional loan and you're coming in with, a, say, an FHA loan, it sort of tells the seller that your credit uh, may not be as good, although it may not mean that at all. It may mean that you, the terms of the FHA seem to fit what you wanted better, but for whatever reason, the... Uh, a conventional loan says you are a solid borrower, which for the seller, they don't want this to fall through at the 11th hour and have to put their house back on the market. So they're looking for a sure thing. And they're not all sure things. Even conventional loans aren't sure things, but I'm talking about perception. So make sure that your loan looks solid and you look solid on the books. You know, it's about uh, perception. Remember, this is like dating. Dating is... Uh, is house hunting and dating are very closely related. All right. Um, so let's jump into the housing market right now. We are still in a complete deficit of houses. We don't have any houses on the market. I've got nothing to sell you. Eh, not, not, not completely the truth. There are 10 to 20 buyers for every house that drops on the market. So we have to figure out how we're going to stand out and get that house, right? So there's a lot of tricks and and tri- tricks of the trade that we can pull for for uh, getting you that house. The bottom line is, um, how much are you willing to spend on it? And this is 
something I want to touch base on today, and maybe not touch base, I want to really drive it home. How much are you willing to spend on that house? And what is that house worth? Guess what? Those numbers are the same. Those are the same. The house is worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. Price of something is a perceived value. An appraisal is a professional opinion of value. Let that sink in. The appraisal. I can get two appraisers looking at the same exact house and their numbers are going to come up differently. Um, They can base it on houses that they have sold in the neighborhood. But a lot of the times in this quickly changing market right now, there aren't enough houses on the neighborhood that have, uh, that have been sold high enough to, for the, this house to appraise high enough. They have to, it, their figures have to be based on actual numbers. So, um, so let's say, you know, two or three houses just sold. Well, their sell dates and the recording dates won't be for a month after that contract has been signed. So if if I'm buying a house and we don't have those numbers on the books, my appraisal might come in low. So um, an appraisal gap is something we will be looking for as the seller's agent. And as the buyer, that means additional money that you need to have in the bank. So let's say um, I am going up against, you know, 14 other people who totally want this house at say $200,000. I am so in love with this house and I really think it's worth more than a 200,000. And probably it is. They probably priced it low to get a lot of people to drive the house price up, the house sale price up. So like, again, what it's listed at is not its worth. So let's, um, Let's think about that for a second. So let's say I'm going to offer 250 and that is not unheard of in this market right now. The house was listed for 200 It's Its value might, you know, it might be easy to sell at 230 but they listed it low. Now I want it at 250 because I love it and I want to come in higher than the next guy, right? So now my the seller on this house is now thinking, well, you offered 250 but your loan is going to, be for the appraisal amount. And how is that going to work out when they're not going to loan on anything greater than the appraisal amount? So this is where we come in with an appraisal gap, an appraisal bridge. It's all the same thing. It's just called something different depending on who you're talking to. Um, so my appraisal bridge will look like this. I've got another, say, $30,000 above and beyond my down payment and the other money that I needed to have in the account to cover the other costs and expenses of buying this house. I've also got another 30000 so I'm going to go ahead and put that on the table. I may not have to use it, but what my offer is going to read is that if this house does not appraise for anything up to $30,000 under the sale price, which is what I put on the offer as two fifty then I will put up to 30,000 additional dollars. So let's say it appraises at 220. My $30,000 now has to be used to bring that sale price back up to 250. If you don't understand that, you can definitely um, get in touch with me. I'm more than happy to explain these things to you. But there's a lot of things that you can also offer um, that's not your firstborn on these, uh, on these um, contracts 
and these uh, purchase agreements to try to, you know, win that that bid. The bottom line is often enough um, the sale price. I could have, you know, two exactly the same offers sale price wise, but the terms and conditions will either make one a lot stronger or not. So in this market, you may reconsider getting uh, getting your friend Billy to help you buy that house who just got into real estate because Billy may not know quite what is going on in the market in order to get that house for you. It's very touchy right now. You want to make sure that you've got somebody really strong in your in your corner and that you are coming in uh, coming in with that offer as hot as you possibly can right out of the gate because they're not going to come back and, and renegotiate with you. They're going to go to whoever actually has the strongest offer. So if you want to talk about that, feel free to get in touch with me. I'll make sure that I put that in the uh, the show notes. Um, I will also go ahead and give you the link to um, a nice little document called Are You Ready to Buy a House? Which will have everything I touched on today and more. That's... That's what happens in real estate. Your phone rings at a pretty regular basis. Um, I will go ahead and sign out for today. And if you need to get in touch with me, I'm the Arbor Move team at the Moore Group. Um, And this has just been another day in real estate because the real estate market is crazy. And every day is crazy in real estate right now. But uh, make sure that your team is solid from your lending to your realtor, uh, make sure that you've got everybody possible that can help you get the deal done. That's over and out for today. I hope you had an enjoyable time. I know I had fun. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to subscribe to learn a little bit more about real estate every week. Thinking of buying or selling real estate in the Ann Arbor area? Reach out to Clayton Kendrick at Academy Mortgage or me, Mitty Matthews of the Arbor Move team over here at the Moore Group. For your home search needs, head for arbormove.com and find your dream home today. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to subscribe to learn a little bit more about real estate every week. Thinking of buying or selling real estate in the Ann Arbor area? Reach out to Clayton Kendrick at Academy Mortgage or me, Mitty Matthews of the Arbor Move team over here at the Moore Group. For your home search needs, head for arbormove.com and find your dream home today.